on your 702 weekend breakfast with me time for us to talk food and as mentioned today we're talking about the wonder of salt and i mean we know that salt is crucial salt heat fat acid are the ingredients of a really good meal but uh, the salt road is taking it a step further using the magic of salt not just in uh, your savory parts of the meal but even in your desserts and the head chef the person leading uh, this fantastic um, I think moment in culinary culture in South Africa is Chef Craig Cormack who joins us on the line this morning. Um, uh, Chef Cormack, a very good morning to you. Welcome to Weekend Breakfast. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for your time. So tell us how your journey with salt began, which is quite a weird thing to say because I guess you can't do food, any food, without salt. But you've had a particularly interesting journey with salt. Yes, you're 100% right. You can't do food without salt. But the most amazing thing is that chefs never think about salt, yet we use it on every aspect of our day-to-day seasoning. Um, so my story started about sure, 15, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we did a food presentation, and it's kind of grown from the demonstration to food and wine pairings to um, sort of uh, experiences done in your home or for various events at wine pairings at cellars to um, now a restaurant. And, and a restaurant overseas coming up and all because of this wonderful ingredient called salt. And so then for you, what were some of the things you were thinking, you know, here is salt and it's, you know, I use it every day, but these are some of the other ways that I can use this wonderful everyday product. Yeah, so obviously with the demonstration, it sort of really opened my eyes to people asking loads of questions and that sort of triggered the journey, not only just to do it as a one-off, which most chefs when we do demonstrations, um, and it sort of made me look into research about salt and not knowing anything about salt um, and realizing there's so much more to it. And then obviously to try and build a culture or an experience, um, I started researching um, recipes and different uh, items of, of produce that we could work with to create almost like a four-course tasting menu by using different salts from around the world, um, as well as using different salting techniques, which go back two, three, four thousand years in history. And so I was reading something that said uh, you've now meticulously curated a collection of over 210 salts. Yeah, that is crazy and correct, yes. Sure. I'm trying, I'm trying to get it registered with Guinness World Book of Records because uh, I doubt any crazy person uh, has uh, collected so many of these wonderful salts from all over the world. And so where, you know, what are some of your favorite salts and where are they from? So they, they stretch the continent full, um, which is really amazing because every single country has salt on it um, in some form or way. And we divide them into different techniques of uh, salt making. And there's about estimately 15 different types of making salt in the world. Um, I would say my um, I get the question often asked with regards to which is my favorite. And I would probably say that the Murray River salt from Australia, being an international salt, is one of my favorites. The texture is beautiful. It's a light pink. Uh, the crystal formation and balance in your mouth is incredible. And then obviously locally, which is my absolute favorite, it's an African salt coming from the area of Baleni in the Limpopo area near the Kruger National Park, where they've been making salt for just over two and a half thousand years in the very same method and tradition, which is really quite special. Yeah. And so, you know, for I think many of us, we don't really know the differences, the textures, the nuances in salt. Um, do they really differ 
in that way that you can say, for instance, that the one from Balini in Limpopo is, you know, particularly it stands out out of the 210. Do they really differ in that way? Yes. Look, the, the main thread is it's salty. Um, and most people assume it's white in color. But in actual fact, it's not. It ranges from white straight through to uh, the Bellini one, which is a beautiful sort of sandy color to mm-hmm. pink to uh, hints of um, blue turquoise um, crystals in there to uh, black to red to gray. So there are so many different variations. The intensity is really most of all what changes from salt to salt. Some of them are extremely intense, um, like the Japanese ones are very, very intense. Um, And then sort of just moving through the various salty one would generally pick up. And then one or two that stand out in a sense of quite unusual flavor. And and so of the 210 that you've now collected, Chef, are they all salts that you use or are some of them so prized and rare that they're just, they're just, they, they're kept in like an air-conditioned room? They're not for use. <laughs> or are all of them, you know, do you use all of them or can they all be used? Yes, they can all be used. Um, and no, I don't use all of them. And yes, there are a private uh, amount of salts that I keep one side. We do uh, sort of circulate about 10 or 15 of those different salts on a regular basis, mm-hmm. uh, purely from an ease to get. And then the ones that are not so easy to get, they don't get touched at all. They're purely part of a beautiful collection, which takes up an entire cupboard in my garage, which is kept cool. And um, the packaging is amazing. Um, and yeah, those ones are quite hard to get because it's not something on anyone's mind in a sense of uh, collecting salt or finding salt. So it's very much in a specific market or a place or a space or something where you travel to. Are the salts insured? Are they not, unfortunately? <laughs> I haven't actually thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some of them should be insured. I think you're right. It made me rethink that. It's a point I've missed along the way. <laughs> mm, I think I really think you need to speak to your insurer and find out if you can specify the salts. So, Chef, um, you know, you speak about the, the when you started um, the Salt Road, it was about the sort of four-course tasting menu um, and kind of showcasing what salt can do. I'm a big uh, dessert person. And for many people, when you're thinking of, you know, sweets, desserts, you're not really thinking about salt because, you know, sweet and salty are almost on the opposite end of the spectrum. But those two flavors can really work well together. Quite right. Um, very much so. I think, you know, as you say, most people don't push it as far as that. And yet that contrast in flavor, the sweet and the salty or savory angles to it, as you said, um, it really actually manifests so well in food. Those opposites actually could be a great combination uh, where it turns out to be a perfect match. I don't know if you recall um, in family, I've heard the story many times where the grandfathers who ever put um, salt in their coffees uh, just to enhance the flavor Mm -hmm. and to bring out the best of that coffee. Mm -hmm. And we do the same with desserts, whereby we bring it into use on a daily basis. Obviously, it's a little bit trickier than using it on any other part of the meal. Um, But I think we've um, sort of narrowed it down to things like fudge. Um, So we have a beautiful salt from uh, Hawaii, and we use that on uh, one of our uh, fudge dishes and you get this beautiful balance between sweet and slightly saltiness and it's just an absolute pleasure to eat. And I see there's also a chocolate ganache that also uh, that you make. Yes, so ganache is one of those amazing things in in, in food. Um, It's literally an equal uh, quantity of cream and uh, chocolate and generally chocolate, when I talk chocolate, a lot of people mostly associate it's like 
all aspects of food, we learn to understand different levels of intensity. So we're looking for chocolates that are not necessarily super sweet, something on a 72% uh, cocoa base mm -hmm. and we use those preferably so you get that perfect balance where it enhances the salt if you add it in there so those two combinations together can be used for, for uh, toppings for cakes um, and when it sets it, it forms a beautiful texture where it's like pliable and easy to work with you can pop them in the middle of a, a chocolate baked pudding and it just melts even more melty um, and we use the salt in there again which does the same as the fudge it's just that sort of softens the sweetness but also enhances and gives it quite an unusual flavor profile but pleasant very yeah. I'm also quite interested in your miso salted caramel. Is the salt here the actual miso paste? Is it in the form of yes. a paste? Yes, you're 100% right. So you, you seem to understand the whole salting thing well because when we talk to people, they kind of go like salt, really? And miso is exactly that. It's a process of salting or fermentation, uh, which we use also in our cooking. So um, salt is broken down into also about six different cooking methods or techniques that we use like salting or fermenting or smoking, that type of thing. Um, so that would be a fermentation of either soya beans, uh, sometimes rice, um, sometimes seaweed, which is quite unusual. And these processes in Asia go back over 1,300 years, and people have got misos that have been uh, fermenting for anywhere up to 5, 10, 15 years, sometimes longer. And it just adds a really unique sort of um, texture and flavor to it. So the, the miso pudding that we do, um, just again balances and it just gives us this almost nutty savory flavor that comes through but it's so subtle um, and just yet so delicious and not so sweet almost. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people expect sweets always to be super sweet. They shouldn't and they don't have to be. Yeah. And so Chef, I know we are up in 702 land. You're based in the Western <laughs> Cape uh, in Stellenbosch. Um, if we're looking to find, if we ever end up in the wine lands and we're looking to find, um, yeah, the, uh, find you, where do we find you? So our journey led us to restaurants and we are currently based at uh, Waterford Wine Estate mm -hmm. and we're sort of between Somerset West and uh, Stellenbosch and we're just against the back of the mountain, just off the upper block road, which is a beautiful wine estate and we have the privilege of uh, being resident at the restaurant. Chef, thank you so much for making time for us this morning. It's been so great um, finding yeah. about the magic of salt. Thank you so much. Thank Stay you so your much. Time. That is Chef at the Salt Road, uh, Salt Road, uh, Chef Craig Cormack, joining us for our food feature this morning.